Warning, this double dangerous episode contains adult language, mature situation, alien worlds, enigmatic outlaws who are designated natural disasters, the Bernardelli Insurance Company, the gung-ho guns, mysterious preachers, and angel arms. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 296. You could buy lots of donuts for 60 billion double dollars. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review, some podcasts and fan reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. It's your host Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun episode of this lovely podcast. And more importantly than that, we're having a great day. I hope that you are too. Sun is shining, things are looking up, and well, I'm in a great mood today. Hope you are too. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin's a podcast that provides informative reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. Every episode, I'll talk about one or two manga titles, say the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You have to be the anything that I say, but I try to be informative, educational, entertaining, and most importantly, impartial. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com, or you can email me personally at xan, that's zan, at spirekin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Apple Music, Stitcher, Player.fm, Spotify, YouTube, and several other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N in your search bar, and I guarantee you'll find us one way or another. And if you really want to do something awesome, if you're at a convention that we're going to, you can just tag us if you're using Instagram or tweet us at Twitter, and I'd really appreciate it. So with that out of the way, let's actually get to the review of the podcast, because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, in a dictator of reviewing a manga that was written by Yusuhiro Natao back in 1995 through 1997. It was released in actually two forms. The first volume was released by Tsukuma Shoten in Dark Horse Comics back in nine, in 2001, and then the sequel series got released in 2005 here in the U.S. So it's not really a sequel series, it's just that they they changed the name of it for some various reasons, which we're not going to get into. Now, there's three volumes of the original series and six volumes of the, of the sequel series, but it doesn't matter, it's all talking about one specific character and one specific universe. Now, this is an action sci-fi western series, and the name of it is Trigun. Now... If you've never seen Trigun or heard of Trigun, you're probably wondering, what the hell is Trigun? Or if you do know Trigun, you say, isn't that the crappy Western series that came out at the same time around Cowboy Bebop? Well, yes, it did, and I think it's actually a more superior series. Now, for full disclosure, this is actually the second series I actually bought on DVD back in the day. I found out about it, I saw the cover, and I was so intrigued by it, I had to watch it, and I got addicted to the series. I ended up waiting every three months for the new volume to come out, and I'd wait for the special edition with the special sleeve cover, which was shiny, a foil cover. I kept all the covers, so it's kind of cool. It's in my uh, collection scrapbook. But it's a series which is intriguing, engaging, and oh-so-weird. Now, Trigun is the story of Vash the Stampede, a mysterious individual who's wanted for the destruction of the city of July on the planet of Gunsmoke. No one knows what happened, but... This guy's wanted for destroying an entire city and potentially murdering lots of people. The crazy part is that it says that he's a pacifist. He doesn't like killing people. He's very silly and weird and doesn't do anything. And unlike the anime series where you have four episodes of filler, this starts off right in the beginning 
when he is being chased by an entire town because they want the $60 billion double dollar reward on his head. And he is doing nothing to attack it because Vash is someone who has been taught that life is a precious thing and no one has a right to take someone else's life. And he has lived by this creed for his entire life, which may be a long time because the incident in July happened 60 years ago. But when you see this guy, this weird guy in a red coat, blonde hair with a big gun, he looks like he's 23 years old. He may be a lot older than he seems because of reasons, which I don't want to spoil. But after this town goes chasing after him and they end up hiring this giant goon who's going to kill everybody in order to ca- capture him, Vash does the right thing. He actually saves the townspeople from this monstrosity they unleashed. Saves people, doesn't kill anybody, and then he tries to get away. However, that's not going to happen because he is being pursued by Meryl Strife and Millie Thompson, the members of the Bernardelli Insurance Society. Their job is to make sure that Vass causes no problems and they have to curb the damage because if he causes an issue, they have to pay out money. So like, no, 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 no. You can't, he's, you, we're not going to cover you because he's a natural disaster. He's not worth any money. Don't go after him. They'll cause more damage to yourself. And, but people still go after him. And while that's going on, you have that. You also have a mysterious group that is chasing Vash for reasons which are unknown, known as the Gun-Ho Gungs, who their entire existence seems to be making Vash's life a living hell, framing him for murder, attacking him constantly, and doing these twisted things. This series is one of those which it is compelling, it is engaging, and most importantly, it is trippy because it takes place in a weird world, which it's it's the future. It's obviously the future, but you don't know that till later on. You see first cyborgs and weird inventions, like maybe this is on Earth, and no, it's not on Earth. It's actually in a, in a far distant planet that's called Gunsmoke. And the reason why humanity landed there, well, I don't want to spoil it. I know there is a statute of limitations. This came out in 95, and it's been over, well, it's been over 23 years since it came out. However, I, if you've never seen this, I do recommend getting it. Now, the one issue I do have with this series, because I love Vash, I love Millie, I love Wolfwood, who is a preacher that they meet who is carrying a huge cross that's actually a giant gun, Imagine the guitar case from Desperado, but it's a cross. And he is a badass. And he is a priest, but he has no qualms about killing people. Now, besides all of these amazing side characters that are interesting and the great mythology behind the world, the art style. If you watch the anime, the art style is crisp and clear and amazing. However, in the manga... Yasuhiro Natao's art style is heavily shaded. It's like he was just cramming on the marker, making it as dark and slashy as possible. It looks a little offensive at times, but it's like just the art style is not pretty, but it's intriguing, especially nowadays that you have things like Attack on Titan where the art is garbage. This is a lot better than that. It is very detailed. It's just it's very jumbled and cluttered. And almost every frame is filled with something. You see lots of things in the background. You see lots of things in the foreground. And the characters all have unique styles to them. It's not the guy A looks like guy B. No, you will not confuse Millie Thompson with Meryl Strife. Or you won't confuse Vash 
with Monev the Glaive, who is a pretty badass character. I'm really surprised what they did with him in the anime. Besides these wondrous uh, debates on the art style, if it's good or not, and the wonderful characters, what about the rest? Does this stand the test of time? Well, yes, it does, because it doesn't take place in the present. It takes place in its own bubble, and it has the, the modern sensibilities of a Western, where you have that we are in an, a land which everything can either be solved by guns or not, like Vash proves that Love and peace can conquer all. You can resolve any situation non-violently, even though it might be really stupid and you're going to get hurt by it. You will show how worthy you are by not doing violence. That's one thing which I always was intrigued with Vash about, is that he is a character who is a pacifist. He's not this, I'm going to go kill everybody and save the day. No, he wants to save everyone, even the villains, even the guys who are trying to kill him. He does everything to save them when you see him. Without his coat on, you see that he's missing an arm, that he's covered in scars from head to toe. His face is still pretty, but the rest of his body is just destroyed because of this lifestyle. It's kind of heartbreaking, and it makes him more of an interesting character, because he's not just the clown you first portray him as. He's a very multi-layered character, and all the characters are multi-layered. Everyone has their motivations and reasons for doing it, even the main villain of the series, who is known as Millions Knives the leader of the gung-ho guns, and a very, not tormented, but he's an uh, individual who has legitimate reasons why he's doing what he's doing. It may be psychotic, but his reasoning makes sense. It's like how Killmonger was a horrible person in Black Panther, but you sympathize with him. And how in Infinity War, Thanos, he's crazy, but you kind of understand where he's coming from, and Millions Knives was the same way. So, because of that reason, because of how amazing this manga is, I'm going to have to give it a ball from a friend don't return unless off for Pocky. Why? Why didn't I give it the full high rating? Because of the art style. Just drop it a little bit. There are some amazingly beautiful scenes, but there's some scenes which you can't tell what's going on because it's that slash drawing. So I had to knock a couple points off. But, if you have a chance, check it out. You can buy it at most cons, and at most bookstores you can find it one way or another. You can order it. It is on Amazon.com. Uh, I know you can find it digitally uh, through a couple of ebook sites. The Dark Horse ebook site has it, but you're going to want to get the actual novels themselves because they're nice, thick volumes. They're not little 90 page books, they're three volumes in one. So definitely check it out. And if you have seen this series, if you think it's an amazing series, or if you think it's not a good series, email me, zanspiker.com. Tell me what you personally think. And with that in mind, remember, check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com, and just let's start a dialogue, shall we? Now, the random question of the day is, do you think Vash is the best hero ever? Let me know in the show notes down below. And let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the... the Yes, friends, a Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. I've assigned a manga title to each of the slots. So when I spin the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands, and that's we're reviewing the next episode of the Spirekin Manga Review. So let's spin and see what we're going to do, shall we? It's actually a pretty bad spin, but let's see. Number six. 
So in the next episode, oh, we're reviewing a manga that's straight from Japan, not for kids. Talking about one of the greatest mangas of all time, arguably one of the greatest animes of all time. We're talking about the manga here, not the anime. I'm talking about Katsuhiro Otomo's grand opus, Akira. So we'll talk about that in the next episode. Hope you guys had fun. Talk to you guys next time. This is your host, Zan. I'm Gonzo. Read more manga.